0: Money FM 89.3 The Best of Saturday Mornings An event you can almost certainly get to this week and should get to this weekend is the Singapore Squash Open. It is back in Singapore, folks, this weekend. I'm a big squash fan myself. The finals of this weekend, the ongoing Singapore Squash Open is the first Professional Squash Association World Tour Gold event to be held here and joining us now to talk about it is the general manager of the Singapore Squash Rackets Association and championship director of the Singapore Squash Open Alex Wan Alex hello and welcome to the show Hi morning
1: everyone Morning. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad to have you. And let me say straight away, Alex, your tickets are much more reasonable and much <laughs> more affordable than certain other events in town. Tell us a little bit about the Singapore Squash Open.
1: All right, sure. Um, yeah, it's the first time we're having a PSA Go Level event uh, in Singapore. And in fact, it's the first one in Southeast Asia. Wow. So we've got... Um, We've got many of the world's top 20 players down here this week, and um, it's been
0: uh, a huge success so far. Fantastic. And just to give the basic details before we get into it, where is it going on? I believe the finals are this weekend, right? And some tickets are still available?
1: Yep. uh, We're we're having it at the uh, Hall 1 of OCBC Arena, right at the Sports Hub. Uh, We've we've had our matches uh, here since Tuesday. But on Tuesday, we also had some matches at the uh, Kalang
0: Squash Centre. Mm. And this is not a small event, is it? I mean, Alex, I'm looking at it here. It's a $220,000 US event, wow. you know, 300 plus thousand in Singapore. You've got some of the world's best players here. Tell us about some of the players you've had and, uh, and still have at the tournament this week. Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, we, we, we have a very strong uh, man's draw. We had the world, world world number two, Paul Cole, uh, Mustafa Asal, the number three, Diego Elias, uh, and Muhammad el Shobagi. And the ladies, we have Amanda Sobe, the world number four, and Joelle King, the world number five. Norel el the world number six, who's uh, who's recently come back to play on tour after giving birth to her daughter less than a year. Uh, and England's Sarah Jane
0: Perry. Wonderful, wonderful. And it's good news from a Singapore perspective, Alex, because as we hopefully ease our way out of pandemic and we're slowly living with COVID now, we're starting to organise live events. I mean, this is the biggest squash event Singapore has had, which is terrific. How did you get this event here, Alex? How did you convince these guys to bring it to Singapore mm. and not go to any number of other countries in the region? Mm.
1: I've actually been involved in the uh, squash uh, world tour media for quite a number of years, uh, about 20 years. I've been working together with them and, um, and I moved to Singapore, uh, about 10 years ago and I've been helping them with the local squash scene. And in, in July last year, I started working for the Singapore squash rackets association Mm. and I, 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 Started talking to the uh, Professional Squash Association on this possibility, and of course they were very uh, open and happy about it because they are always looking to expand to more nations in Asia, and uh, hopefully uh, we we actually inked a three year deal now, so it's wow. going to be running for three years straight. Okay. Uh, in fact, this is a delayed addition, uh, uh, like you mentioned, as we uh, cu- as we come to the end of the pandemic. Uh, we we were meant to have this in November last year, but uh, unfortunately we weren't able to. Mm. And hopefully next year we we might be able to to push it up to a platinum event, which is uh,
0: the highest tier of the prof- on the professional squash tour. What does that mean? Difference between gold and platinum?
1: Uh, it gold and platinum. Uh, the the big difference would be the prize money, but oh. it would also mean the draw. The number of players in the draw would be double. At the moment, we have a twenty-four player draw, so it go bumps up to forty-eight. Mm, I see. All right. Why don't let's just take it back to back to Singapore, right? And how do you? Th- what can you tell us about the current uh, squash scene in Singapore, and how has it evolved over ye- the years? I mean, what's the demand been like? The squash in Singapore was very very uh, popular back in the eighties. I'm yeah. sure you've heard names like Zainal Abidin and of Peter course. Hill and um and of course uh, like any sport you know it, it kind of takes a dip and comes up again and mm. so it took it took a dive uh, in the mid 90s and what we're seeing now is uh the take up of the sport is is very high again mm. and amazing. unfortunately unfortunately uh, many of our public courts have been uh, taken by or converted into something else. So at Mm -hmm. the moment we have a huge shortage of, of public courts in Singapore. Mm. We, we have 26 courts at the moment, public courts, and I'm not sure if you know, but Kalang squash center is slated for demolition at the end of next year. Right. And. Kalang is the only tournament-grade uh, facility we have in Singapore. Mm. So, um, if that does go through without a replacement, we're down to like only 19 courts, mm. and which is going to be a big dent uh, for us in terms of our development because we we really see the numbers uh, coming up again. And yeah. and I think my team and I we are, we are pleasantly surprised by the turnout at this event. Right. You know, while you say, while um, like you say it's not as ex- exorbitant as some of the concert tickets, you know, but I don't. <laughs> it is still a uh, very rare for squash events to be uh, ticketed. So, but we're just pleasantly surprised by the turnout and you know, the willingness of people to actually spend money to watch squash, which, which is really really encouraging for us. But then, how are you planning to to meet this demand? Because you mentioned that there's a slur, the surge in the people taking up squash, right? Yeah, we're, we're trying, we're still, um, trying to talk to the Sports Singapore and the uh, MCCY mm. on how we can, uh, find a replacement before we, we demolish the center. Mm. Yeah. And of course on our own, we we've also been working with, uh, private clubs to see how we can, uh, partner with them to use their facilities. But it's never easy because. Uh, people pay money to, to to join this club. So yeah, why should they be opening up the courts to the public? Yeah, you know, um, I think when squash was uh, really popular, we had many, many courts in the community centers, which have they're still there. But it's just that they've now been converted into office spaces or, mm. or gyms and things like that. So that's also an area we're trying to explore to see how we can uh, convert them back to proper squash courts and, um, yeah, more people can can play squash
0: then. It it is a a fascinating irony or paradox because I personally love squash. I played it when I was a teenager and I played it when I came to Singapore. As I'm sure you will know, there's a place in Singapore that has a lot of squash courts, Bayshore Park, one of the older condos in Singapore. I lived there briefly. They used to have something like Dan. Half a dozen, I think. Half a wow. dozen squash courts. But as Alex mentions, they were all converted into other things. Table tennis rooms, outdoor gyms. But it's yeah. so strange to and me because it doesn't take a lot of space. Well, this right? is the point I wanted to make to Alex. They still, exactly, have, they still yeah. have two squash courts left. And when I Mm-mm. became a Straits Times reporter a million years ago, yeah. uh, one of my earliest <laughs> assignments was covering squash. This is back in the 90s. And I never understood okay. then, Alex, and I don't really understand now, that every condo in Singapore, it's like a condo law. It mm. must have a tennis court. It must have a tennis mm. court, which <laughs> takes up well, – I like tennis too. I love all racket sports. Nice. But it takes up a lot more space than a squash court. So explain, explain the mindset to me here, Alex. What is the issue with squash courts in a country that has limited space and yet here's a sport? That takes up very little space, so what am I missing here
1: mm. quite honestly it's uh, baffling to us too, because like you said um we we actually do not require much space, and number two uh our spot uh, enables us to to build upwards mm. so we've even submitted blueprints of uh technical drawings to the to the government um, on how we can build a three level complex uh over just 40 square metres of space, which is pretty much two tennis courts. And um, so far, we've not been receiving uh, very positive news from them. So
0: Right, but you need to get a venue, right? Because you've signed up for three years, correct, for this uh, yes. Singapore Open. Mm. So could it possibly yeah. be the same as this year? You can have a glass arena, OCBC arena next year. Is that a possibility?
1: Uh, yes, we. I, I guess the glass court is a given, you know, at a, at an event of this size, you you will need to play the later rounds, at least on the glass court. But uh, on, on the first uh, earlier rounds uh, of the tournament, you definitely need a traditional court. And mm-hmm. if we do go platinum uh, next year, you probably have a lot more matches on the traditional courts.
0: Yeah, well, I, I sincerely wish you all the best with it, Alex. On a personal level, I love squash, but more broadly... Any sport in Singapore? We need more sports in Singapore, not less. We more need, variety. We I need feel. more sports yeah. spaces, not less. So I hope you sort it out. But just finish it off, Alex. Tell tell listeners and viewers where can I get uh, tickets for the weekend? What's going on? Where should they go?
1: All right, the tickets are being sold on Cystic, so it's Cystic uh, on the website. And event is being held at the Sports Hub OCBC Arena Hall One. Uh, we still have tickets available for today and tomorrow. And we also have a squash, squash festival right next to the venue. And that's open to public. Uh, we, we have some interact uh, mixed reality squash walls oh, wow. and a mini squash court that's uh, free for everyone uh, to try. Uh, and that is uh, non-ticketed. So
0: anyone who's uh, interested, please do come down. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Alex Wan, General Manager of the Singapore Squash Rackets Association, and more importantly, the ongoing Championship Director of the ongoing Marigold Singapore Squash Open. Get your tickets and get down and support local sports this weekend. Alex Wan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Neil, and thanks, Dan. Thanks, Alex. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.